Hello and welcome again to Step 3, the podcast that started out ostensibly about business, kind of morphed into something totally different, and now is just a place to talk about anxiety and the various mental difficulties that, you know, have to be dealt with and overcome when you're trying to be a professional and you got stuff to do and you're trying to live the best life you can and be happy and who knew it's actually super complicated and, um, you know, takes a lot of work and research and stuff. So anyway, this is part two of the series that I'm doing here, this little three-part deal about just our your environment, our environment, but the things we surround ourselves ourselves with um, that <clears throat> that influence who we are and how we feel and what we do because you know ultimately there's so many things in our environment that influence how we think, what we like, what we don't like, you know that it's inevitable that all these forces will influence us and that's that's great it's really cool that we can become the amalgamation of all these things around us but it's also something we need to be mindful of because anything in your life that you let go unchecked can easily just kind of worm its way in and eventually could become you know harmful it's kind of like a little 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 cancer thingy like just seems really benign whatever just a habit or something you know and the next thing you know you, you know, drink one too many Java chip frappuccinos and you're pre-diabetic. So <clears throat> moving on, uh, the next episode, which will be part three of this series, uh, is also going to be the last episode of this season. And basically I got to where I'm at now. We're at like episode 20 and it seemed like, Hey, this is a really good spot to take a breath and reflect and you know, try and pivot a little bit so that next season can be you know planned out and thought through and and special and and try to improve my processes and generally just take what I've learned from this first twenty episodes and and do it all better so that people can continue getting stuff out of it and hopefully get more. Um, so if you have a favorite episode or a favorite topic, you know, any good feedback on this season would be amazing. You can send it to podcast at buildcreate.com. That's podcast at B-U-I-L-D-C-R-E-A-T-E dot com. And I would love to hear anyone's thoughts. Um... Like, you know, someone told me that Whiplash was one of their favorite episodes, and I was completely just struck by how odd it was. It was just something that I felt inspired to do and just did it off the cuff, you know, randomly without really a ton of forethought apart from my gut reaction to the film. And so, you know, I'm apparently not very good at judging what's actually helpful and, and, and good for people to listen to. So uh, hit me up and let me know so that I can be better for you, for everybody. So, social media. Social media. Can you use the internet without someone getting up in your grill and telling you 
how to use social media or why it's bad for you or why it's good for you or why it's making the children go crazy or why millennials are using social media to ruin the world and things like that. Um, the answer is no, you can't. I've tried. It's impossible. But anyway, so I want to start with the good, the good parts of social media and a little bit of nostalgia because when I think back to... You know, like when Twitter first launched and Facebook wasn't super, it wasn't like this whole like advertising titan that it is now. Um, but when Twitter first launched and you could like couldn't even get an account because the servers were always crashing. And like, and you couldn't even like log in or tweet because the servers were so busy because they built it on Rails and it just wasn't that scalable. Um, it was like, it was so pioneering and like hashtags weren't a thing. That was still a pound sign. It was not a hashtag um and you know we like people just made that stuff up like throwback thursday and follow friday like those are these things these hashtags that are now completely ubiquitous and mimetic in our culture and society like on a global scale and it's like this all started with this app that was written on in a programming language which i love ruby i love ruby a lot but uh, Rails as a framework does not scale well. It's just built, you know, in a in a in a, in a relatively amateurish way, um, and now it, it's. I mean, it's they have tweets on CNN and stuff, and they get their news from it sometimes. And it's like, I just, uh, this wasn't meant to become this powerful this fast, but whatever. Um, we're working with it the best we can. But anyway, it was so exciting um, and annoying because there's always the people. Who are like, oh, no one wants to hear about you eating a cheeseburger. No one wants to hear about you pooping. And everybody who actually uses Twitter would be like, it's not for that. You just like to make fun of people because you're old. Like, sorry. You know, that's uh, just how it is. You don't understand it, so you make fun of it. Like, maybe you cannot. And now everybody's on it, and we're getting coupons from it, and customer support, and whatever. So... We're all part of that ecosystem now, whether we made fun of it or not, in 2008. Um, but, I mean, when Twitter was young and social media was this blossoming, this, this child of the mind of, of our generation, um, it, was, it was fun. You met people. You had actual conversations. Uh, you know, automation technology. There weren't that many bots out there just muddying the waters and complicating things and spam following and everything. Um, you know, business hadn't realized the monetary value of these things. I mean, I mean, it took Twitter forever to monetize, but the the space it was like, it was like all signal and very little noise. The conversations you were having were real. You could reach out to like you know Ashton Kutcher or whatever and be like, "What up?" And he'd be like, "Hey, we're on Twitter. We're buddies now." And I was like, "Oh my god." You know, and there's the whole like race to a million followers and stuff, which is now just you know funny. It's just before everything became another way to fish people, another way to push pyramid schemes, to post those terrible minion memes, um, just nonstop political gaslighting. Like it's, it was pure then. It had it was it was ideological, and so. You know, and rather than you know, try and put on my rose-colored glasses for the past, um, you know, I just I think that that's that's a mindset that we 
can think back to and use to make it positive again. Because, I mean, making money off of social media, it was going to happen inevitably. If you're in the web industry, you're doing something with social to make money. So it's 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 a force for business, which is not inherently bad. I don't mind having my advertising information sent to some degree because I like when they show me cool new stuff. It's fine. Um, obviously, there's there's boundaries here, but whatever. Um, you know, social media gave us community. It it taught companies how to be a little bit more accountable to their customers and a little bit more transparent because it gave them this direct channel. And, you know, there's just more honesty then. And maybe not. I don't know. But I'm going to say there is because rose-colored glasses. I'm going to just put those on. And it was, it was a magical time because that was the first time when you could not go on phone or live chat and tweet at a company and be like, yo, you guys screwed up my order. And you get some young young intern who's busy inventing the title social media guru. It's not even a thing yet. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And you're like, holy crap, you're talking like a real person and not a script. It was this magical, transformative moment for customer service. Um and while social media, again, has become more noise than signal a lot of the time, the changes still, the good changes still persist. Um, so that's, that's kind of the good, the good of the, of the influence of it in your environment. It was building connections. It was teaching us to be accountable and transparent. It was helping us to reach out to people around the world even more easily than before. It, it built a connection, especially in Twitter when you had to like fight through the server errors to get online. Once you finally were logged in, it was like you were part of the exclusive club that occupied the like 100 use <laughs> simultaneous user limit on there. It really it made the world feel smaller for a minute. And that was powerful. But as cities do and everything does, it gets bigger and you got to make money to support the bigness. And simple conversations are just not super profitable and people want more and more as it becomes second nature in, um, in our lives to communicate through these platforms. Suddenly it's replacing, you know, texting or, or um, you know, phone calls. Now we're, we have all of our, we can, we, I can do all those things through just Facebook or hell, like through Twitter or through Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. Um, so it's a natural evolution of these of these systems, but while that's kind of an interesting way in which they've evolved, how they've affected us and people in the ways that I observe that I think are a little bit troubling is that it's gone from, yeah, let me backtrack a second. It's gone, so we had our naysayers in 2008 saying, no one wants to know what you're having a cheeseburger for lunch now. Well, see, they were wrong then, but now they're actually kind of right. And now I'm becoming that grumpy old person being like, shut up, no one cares. So you know what? I think I misspoke earlier. I think, I think, I think that was a little bit prescient. But anyway, um... 
People can live vicariously extremely effectively now. You can sit in your room in your bed with the lights off and a charger plugged into your phone and experience any life you want vicariously. Any celebrity, any family member, friend, you, you're you generally getting like a picture of some meals. Did they go to an event recently? You know it. You see their check-ins. You see their timeline. You see videos of them and their other friends. All the pictures and the tags... You can you can lose yourself in another person's life on Facebook, and sometimes that's fun. Like when you meet someone new, and then you just stalk the ever-loving crap out of them on Facebook, and you walk up to them, and you're like, "Hey, how's Aunt Carol doing?" And they're like, "Get away! What's wrong with you?" And you're like, uh, "It's Facebook, man. It's made for stalking. Like if you didn't realize that, I'm sorry, but it's stalker." So, and that further just gives you that sense of uh, once again you're judging your inside from someone else's outside you're judging the best presentation they have like facebook and uh so i'm just gonna stick primarily with facebook because it's so ubiquitous but it's like it's like the showcase it's like best of my life even the bad things that happen it's like glorifying my own tragedies do i have a sweet light do i'm like uh um and uh, it's it just keeps building that gap, that that gap between where you are now and where you want to be, and it makes that gap feel ninety thousand times further away because you can see where you think you want to be, but still you're stuck here staring at your phone, living vicariously through someone else. Um, And it's 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 just it's tricky because it's addictive because again it's you can feel good things you can experience joy vicariously too I'm not saying that this is like some weird soul sucking face hugger phone disease um, but it you know it's it's it distracts you from thinking about your own life and and, and valuing your own life and time and um, and furthermore as social media becomes like a primary conduit through which we get our news and opinions and perspectives. It's how we develop our own little tribes and groups of, of cliques that we hang out with. It just builds these more and more polarizing walls as we can, like, you know, through Facebook groups and things like that, narrow down on a super granular level exactly the kind of people we want to be exposed to. Um, and usually in a way that only confirms our own biases. They always, you know, it's only people that agree with us. It puts us in these super polarized bubbles where anything outside of it is other and enemy. Because when you're not seeing someone face to face and recognizing their humanity, then it's really easy to jump in a Facebook group and deny the humanity of other people. And I'm not saying it isn't fun. Humans have been doing that for fun since, I mean, forever that's like basically why religion was invented right <laughs> um so that's that, that that's that's it's a, it's an amplification of, of that negative human tendency but that's that's the human condition i guess um but it, it takes that social that's that, that social nature that we have that that tells us to bond into groups and form these these social packs for our mutual protection and edification and um and recreation and whatever it takes that and just dials it up to 11 it's like 
it's like how we're visual creatures and you're like you know and you turn on tv and you're like oh you're like zoning out to the flashing lights and moving images and add and whatever it's like that but for socialness where like if you're a social person or you feed off of social energy you know, if you're more of like kind of an extrovert and and being social recharges your energy it's like grabbing onto both terminals of a battery and it's like yeah and which is um again on the good side of things there are some really good things that can come out of it good relationships good interactions but as some as because humans tend to just get addicted because we get that little dopamine push and we're like oh yeah that's that good stuff so let's just keep this just keep this flowing it just becomes another an, an, an addiction to distraction and that's really to like if i'm going to sum up what social media what i've seen social media become for so many people is an addiction to distraction it invites you to think about everyone else's life but your own because like again as with the as with the people i'm not saying like you need to cut the cord on social media because you're a just a you're a drone and and it's bad and no like there's so much good in social media i love communicating with people over the internet because face to face drains me on the phone drains me it's just that's not me but i type like a beast and drive people crazy with my incessant messaging so i i love it but it just it it just but it put it makes you obsess over other people's lives their opinions like i'm you know oh, i'm so angry because this person posted this con this opposing political viewpoint and regardless of whether your anger is justified is that really doing anything for either of you it's not sparking a meaningful discussion that changes hearts and minds around social media so we're generally gonna start slinging shit pretty quickly um but to that point after the election i mean i was definitely pretty addicted i was i was it was my if i have nothing better to do i'll check facebook what's up what's going on um and after the election it was just i mean everybody knows regardless of what side of the fence you're on it was just just non-stop hate it was just hate 20, 2016 was just everybody trying to hate each other to death for a year and you know what you know who actually wound up dying fucking harambe and he did nothing wrong okay let's just sit with that that's all that's what all this is purchased for us the death of the, the innocents okay so so after the election i was like i just can't i can't even do this like i'd have to unfriend too many people i'd have to just burn my account and start over with like only my friends in europe because i can look at their politics from a distance and not have it drive me crazy so i just basically cut it down to the bare minimum checking in with some people otherwise chatting and stuff and the funniest thing is like you know you know when you try to uh, diet or quit smoking or uh, cut any kind of habit there's always that nagging craving there's like you know you're missing that little dopamine drip that makes you feel good and gets your serotonin all zizzy and blah, blah, blah. i didn't really get any of that i if anything i just i kind of felt relieved now i replaced facebook with imgur i just look at memes all day instead which is marginally better because they don't at least they don't make me angry but it was weird because it didn't really even i didn't feel like i was suddenly missing out on knowledge or information or interaction i was just like oh there's just that much less noise in my life i felt like i can focus on 
important things now. Like, it really just felt like... Like I removed some cotton from around my, my face and ears and suddenly I could see a little bit clearer. I was just less distracted by every tiny thing that was going on. And, and it was really interesting because I expected there to be more cravings and more of this like, ugh, I just need to know what's happening. But instead it was more of a just a sense of clarity and it was interesting. Um, so the point is really, again... I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just telling you to think about how you live your life, right? So, just social media is part of the modern world. It's not a millennial invention trying to kill off boomers or whatever. You guys have your minion memes. We took care of you, okay? It's, it's it's a it's an integral part of how we dialogue with each other now and it opens up channels of communication across the world and makes the world smaller and and connects communities in amazing ways but as with everything it's just best to approach it with a clear intent to know why you're there and what you're doing there and what it's giving you and what you're taking away and how it's affecting you because uh, like I said when I started you can have these little things are just like a little bug in your ear and you know it's kind of annoying and you get used to it next thing you know it's laying its eggs in your brain okay laying its eggs in your brain and it and it becomes that something that's just a constant part of of who you perceive yourself as Uh, you know again you're comparing you someone else's outside to your inside you're making these comparisons that don't function as a true comparison because the there's not an equal representation of both sides and you're distracted and you're and you're living vicariously through other people's accomplishments instead of you know trying to think about well what what do i actually want? like maybe you don't even care about that you just were jealous because they're doing something anything you know it's it keeps you from focusing inward so as always my 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 closing thought is just to think about how it makes you feel when you're browsing what kind of things do you look at what kind of things do you share is that putting good into the world bad or just nothing how do you feel about that how do the people around you use it do you feel like there's a weird barrier between you because you sort of interact in a mix of social media and you know verbal or more direct communication. Are you or them constantly checking it during every you know social interaction where you could be talking face to face? And then how do you feel about that? Because I'm not going to judge you if you'd rather just look at your phone. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big fan of that any of talking to people sometimes. So I'm like totally empathetic to that. But just think about it and meditate on it. And, um, you know, think about if it's helping you to be what you really want to be. Is it really giving you joy and happiness? Does it make you excited about life? Or would reading a, a book or looking at funny pictures without the social commentary be, be more exciting for you or more productive? Um, so, the next episode will be the final episode of this first season of Step 3. Sigh. <sighs>
I'll be taking a bit of a break to write content, just plan out the themes of the season, just try and, I'm, I want to try and structure the next season more intentionally. Um, and also maybe record some music so I have some like stock transition music, you know, just trying to improve the production that way a little bit. Um, so the final episode will be a part three of this series uh, topic. You'll find out when it airs. Um, and also a bit of a retrospective as I reflect on where I started when I was started, you know, decided to make the podcast, what I thought it was going to be about, and where I wound up here at episode 20. And uh, just as always, thank you for being here and listening, and I hope that you'll stick with me because I'm trying to improve a bit every time and, and keep you engaged and inspired. And absolutely let me know, podcast at buildcreate.com or go to buildcreate.com slash step three to leave comments, reviews, thoughts, feelings, aspirations, etc. I love hearing from everyone, so don't be a stranger, and I will see you next time.